everybody. So uh, I'm Gary, and this is my son Roland over here who's going to join me. We used to do this from time to time, but it's been a while. Um, I'm going to read three poems, and then Roland's going to kind of invent some little cadenzas afterwards, kind of in response to the poems. Just nothing's rehearsed. He doesn't know what I'm reading. He doesn't know what he's playing. Uh, so um, this is my home base, and um, it's always great to take off the president's hat and read a couple poems and just join you guys. It's been a really wonderful month. You ready, Roland? All right, I'm going to start. The mood of this poem feels kind of right, and it's called uh, This Connecticut Kid. <clears throat> Whatever year it was or friend I was disguised as, there probably was a war I could have signed up for. Instead, I was drawn deep into purposelessness, into Stover Creek and the old growth shadow like heaven's darkness cool there, the rhododendron snake quiet, the bottom, into language that was broken, vague, and incomplete, and mine into gentle forevers of feedback and indecision. My entire days spent dreaming of some pickerel in the weeds. I've been too tired for too long and too busy worrying about the woods and why I never get there anymore, and why whether I get there or not, all I hear inside my woods are voices about me. No outrage, no resolve, no my fist to their faces. Acceptance confused with goodness, silence with a lasting peace. Connecticut, I do cry for you, I do, this day and every day. The trouble is, and always is, my crying is for me. The me I left there is the lost in the mountains of Montana sky I could have been, is the coat and tie that could have been my belonging. The me I left there is the you I've always known I'm lost without. You the nothing and nowhere I'm always romanticizing. Not you, Connecticut, but you, my imaginary me. Not you, worm at the end of my line. Not you, eggs crackling in my pan. Not you, Sunday morning sitting lifeless on the couch, but you, eyes inside my eyes, you, being mom and dad. The Connecticut I cry for is the why I'm here. The truth is, I can't stand the truth. It takes my life.
And uh, this next poem is called Our Hands. Clenched within a hockey glove or fast beneath an udder, ointments, creams, butters, salves, and baths of warm milk, hands open or around a bedroom doorknob closed, Hours are a foursome of skinned knuckles, eczema, and cricket pinkies. Ours are the traces of thousands of shaken hands and of particular held hands, each one a ghost skin shed cold and incompletely, forever the uncles, forever the bad decisions, forever the nights we trembled, new lives alive began, forever the tears that beat up, just thinking, forever about tomorrows and the sleeps between. Happy hands, fishing for the dropped pink soap or rubber bands, hands, breaking the frozen hot dogs apart, hands, milk pail, bailing twine, twist ties, jumper cables, 20 below, hands, hacksaw, hangnail, stirrup hoe, church key, belt loops, frozen paper cut, hydraulic plow blade fittings, hands, duct tape fingers, seed potatoes, message machine, push pin, paper jam, salted curds, hands, lasagna dishes, hands, window latch where the wood comes in, hands, kneecap, thigh belly, moonlight sternum, midnight lying awake, bridge of the nose, hands, warm stomachs of us alone, hands, secrets we keep like cookies above the sink, hands. When our hands touch each other hands, it's as if the likelihood of our life together had first to cross a vast, dry, wind-old winter century, an independence so perfect and yet so semi-wrong, it never feels perfect completely, yet somehow still a hemlock where a canary and a chickadee coincide, singing the same nest and worms and babies, our hands one of those fairy tale places, things that can't happen, do. When our hands touch, I enter a world I don't completely belong, but the only one I've ever wanted, or through years of wanting, ever known. This far along, it's like a little chapel I built by hand, the place I go to listen, the place I go to feel my sacred nothing. Our hands are everywhere, and the thing that cannot happen, and have always been what cannot happen, and if hope has any hope, our hands will always be what cannot happen, and yet always does, dead day after dead day, all our sing-song living long.
I've just got one more short one I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to try to call up my Google Drive here on my phone. Yeah, it's right here. Um, there's a folk and sort of bluegrass singer I uh, like a lot named Hazel Dickens, who um, some of you may know her or may not. She was uh, born in West Virginia and was sort of a folk singer and protest singer and sang on behalf of ununionized workers in West Virginia, coal miners and people like that. And um, she had an awesome voice and got to hear her sing a couple times. And I'm just going to read this fairly short poem. It's called In Remembrance of Hazel Dickens. The minute I heard Hazel had died, in that long moment I threw everything else away, blessed her for a voice that reduced all complexity and sophistication to the rubbish that it is, to boasting and interference. And it was then I saw at last her mother's hand, ran my finger along the polished hardwood of the pews, disappeared myself to chase my own particular bad cloud back up into the hollows and closets of home. Asleep with her mouth open, she came true to me as a blanket of April snow, April 23rd, like a mountain always west, as if the road I followed was my own. <laughs>